This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It's great to have everyone back here for another episode of The Drop Podcast. Well, I don't think anyone uh, is unaware of the Blues' struggles this year. I think we can all see what's going on up to this point. A lack of urgency, a lack of effort on a lot of the players' uh, shoulders. Don't get me wrong, there are some players that are playing hard every game, such as Jaden Schwartz, uh, such as uh, Braden Shin. I think Ryan O'Reilly does. Joel Edmondson does. I just think there's a lot of players that aren't playing up to the way they should be playing. I think there's some mistakes that have been made by the coaching staff. Plenty of blame to go around. There's a reason why this team before this Blackhawks game is one of the worst five or six teams in the league. No consistency, no work ethic from about 70% of the players. Too many mistakes. That's a bad, bad recipe. They've got this seven-game homestand. They really needed, in my mind, to go five and two. But I think at this point, most Blues fans would be happy to be four and three after this seven-game homestand. And that's telling. That's really telling a lot about how the fans are looking at this team so far this year. They really needed a statement game. They really needed a game where they came out, played hard, and really took it to a team. Would we get it from them in this game against the Blackhawks? It looked like we were going to get that from them at the beginning of the game because just 18 seconds in, one of the guys who I said works hard every game, the newcomer Ryan O'Reilly, gets a big, big goal on a beautiful pass from the youngster Zach Sanford. On defense with Joel Edmondson. Pareko hits the line. Now for Sanford to the net. O'Reilly! 18 seconds in. How about that? Holy jumping. What a start to this game. A quick one. A good reaction. And an early 1-0 lead by the top point getter of the St. Louis Blues. But it all starts with taking the ice that's in front of you. I mean, for Colton Pareko, he looked like he was going to hesitate for a second. Take that ice and it's going to be given to you and go forward. And by doing so, what a brilliant, brilliant pass. And this one just found its way between the skate blade and the post on the stick side. You know, O'Reilly got a beautiful goal on that on a great pass from Sanford. But the key in my mind was Colton Pareko. Getting that puck, keeping control of it, having confidence to take it in the zone finding the open man in Sanford, and then Sanford finds O'Reilly heading straight toward the net towards Crawford. O'Reilly puts a stick out, tips it in, and you guys have to go back and watch this goal. It was a seeing eye goal. The skate of Crawford in his pad just scoots across to his stick side and just barely puts it in between the blade of the skate and the goal post. Nice to see a response like this. Nice to see the Blues come out and take this early lead. O'Reilly gets his third goal of the year. Sanford, who's been playing very, very well, gets his second assist of the year. Pareko gets his second assist. And like I said, Pareko was key on that goal to have the confidence to bring that puck into the offensive zone. The Blues are up one to nothing. 
this was going to be a back and forth game. At least I thought that in the beginning. And it definitely was because just about three minutes and 29 to 30 seconds later, Patrick Kane, the star of the Blackhawks, ties this game up at one apiece. Man, this was a fun game to watch. Kane, a Rashad, he scores! Patrick Kane from deep in the slot, snapped it by the stick side of Allen. And the Blackhawks have come back to tie it. And all three guys on the line touch the puck there. Quick little face-off play. Keith, Yoki, how are you? Saad with speed. Anisimov, and then Kane with the quick shot. That goal was a great shot by Patrick Kane, but that one is on Jake Allen. I don't think Jake came out far enough to challenge Patrick Kane, and he was a little too far on his left-hand side on his glove side. He can't be over that far. He should have been more over on his stick side. Great shot by Patrick Kane, but that one is on Jake Allen right there. Kane gets his 10th goal of the year. Anisimov gets his fourth assist. Saad gets his third assist. Three minutes, 47 seconds in. We're tied at one apiece. Like I said, back and forth game. You knew it was going to kind of be that way because that's the way it was in their previous two meetings. I can't believe this was the third game they've played against the Blackhawks, and it's not even the end of October. That's just ridiculous. The guys that did the schedule should have spread these games out, given the Blues more games against the Blackhawks at the end of the year. But you got to play your schedule. That's all you can do. The Blues would come right back less than two minutes later. The youngster who had a great assist, a great pass to a rally on the first goal, Zach Sanford gets his third goal of the year to put the Blues up at 2-1, to one, 5 minutes and 28 seconds into the first. Sanford's got the hot stick right now, yes, too. Yes, he does. Again, points in four straight. Now Perron wide open. They score! Sanford! How about that hot stick? And it's 2-1. to one. Good hockey sense, playmaking all the way around, and they tap it in on a backdoor play. And this place is alive here in downtown St. Louis. And everybody in the building thought David Fraun was going to shoot it. Keith is hamstrung, and Sanford's got an empty netter there. And that line has been the most consistent line for the Blues. Sanford gets the open look, and there's no doubting that was going to be a goal. He had a wide, wide open net, and the Blues are up 2-1. to one. That was Sanford's third goal of the year. Perron gets his fifth assist. O'Reilly's already up to 10th assist. Man, I am so glad we got Ryan O'Reilly. Moving forward, back and forth first period. I thought both teams played pretty good in the first period. We get to the end of the period and you knew with this game, being the type of game it was, Chicago was going to end up getting a goal before the period was over. And they did. Artem Anisimov gets his second goal of the year. 18 minutes, 50 seconds in. And we are tied at two apiece going into the second period. Evade the traffic, then he failed to get it out. Kane to Anisimov, quick shot, he scores! Patrick Kane to Artem Anisimov, he snapped it by the stick side. And the Blackhawks have tied it up. Boy, Alex Petrangelo, instead of going up the boards, Pat, he tries to go through the middle of the ice, and Kane gets it, and Artem Anisimov puts it in the back of the net. Turnover, give and go, move the puck, move yourself, and Artie goes far side. What a bad goal to give up late. That one is on Alex Petrangelo. How many times this year have we seen Petrangelo try to pass the puck through the middle of the ice? Pareko's done it a couple times, but this was just a lackadaisical effort. Barely put anything on it. Went right to the Blackhawks player, then right to Anisimov. You know he's not going to make a mistake on that. This is not on Jake Allen. This one is on Alex Petrangelo for sure. And I'm sure if he had to do it over again, he would shoot the puck along the boards and out of the zone. That would be an Anisimov's second goal of the year. Patrick Kane gets the assist to sixth of the year. 18 minutes, 50 seconds in. We are going to be leaving the first period 
tied up at two apiece. The Blues did outshoot the Blackhawks 17-10 to in the first period. So like I said, both teams I thought played pretty well. A couple mistakes by each team, and that's why we're tied at two apiece. Which team would come out and dominate the second period and really start to take the game over? Well, I'm happy to say it was the St. Louis Blues. They would get an early power play goal, and it would be Vladimir Tarasenko to get his fourth goal of the year, a minute 39 seconds in to give the Blues a 3-2 to two lead. We need more of this type of game from Vladimir Tarasenko. And O'Reilly leaves it. Time, time. Good play there, now back for Dunn. In for Tarasenko. And a shot. He scores off the goal post. And Tarasenko a power play goal. And Patty Maroon doesn't even react. He stands in front. A perfect screen by the big fella. And Tarasenko takes the pass from Vince Dunn. After O'Reilly plays it to Dunn, Dunn puts it right on the tape. I mean, how on earth is the goalie going to see that? And all you have to do is find an opening, and Tarasenko does just that. A beautiful, beautiful goal by Tarasenko. Just nothing Crawford could do. He was screened. And I'm going to tell you right now, Pat Maroon must have been looking at the Statue of Liberty. He must have been watching a documentary or something on the Statue of Liberty. Because he gets in front of Crawford and stands so still. There's no way Crawford could see that puck. No way at all. And he still stood there after the goal went in. That is the best impression of the Statue of Liberty I have ever seen. Vladimir Tarasenko gets his fourth goal of the year. Dunn gets his third assist. O'Reilly gets his 11th assist. Power play goal. The Blues are just doing great on the power play. One minute, 39 seconds in. The Blues are up 3-2. to two. They continue to put the pressure on Crawford. And they would get another goal by the newcomer Tyler Bozak to give the Blues a commanding two-goal lead, 4-2. to two. Win the faceoff back for Pareko. And then Bozak in front, Sanford. And then Sunquist, and now Bozak checks. He scores! Well, this goal comes off the icing. And the Blues make the Blackhawks pay following the power play. Blackhawk players were tired. Fired it down the length of the ice. And the, the Blues... Get the red-hot group onto the ice. What a delay play by David Perron with the puck on his stick originally. And then he gets it to Bozak, and all he's got is the empty net, and he makes sure by going under the bar and in the net. Crawford came out of his net and slid out of his net to his glove side to challenge Stanford, and by that time he was just way out of position, and Bozak definitely had an open, open net. Tyler gets his second goal of the year. Sunquist gets his first assist. Sanford, who's had a hot night, gets his third assist. Five minutes, 14 seconds in. The Blues have a very nice two-goal lead. Back and forth from that point on. I know I keep saying that, but that's the best way I can explain it. I thought both teams played pretty good, but the Blues really played a little bit better in the second period to get that two-goal lead. Like I said, you knew Chicago wasn't going to give up, and their superstar Patrick Kane gets his 11th goal of the year and his fourth against the Blues this year. And Anisimov to the other end. Kane wants it. He's going to get it. Kane right to the net. Shooting it. Guard Patrick Kane. He called Artem Anisimov. You can just tell he wanted that pass. He got it. He snapped it home, and the Hawks back with it one. Boy, Yoki Haru with a really good play here, Pat. Talked about the quick quick transition game right our Honda goal replay. Good. The quick up. Yoki Haru to Anisimov. Kane shot out of a cannon. And Anisimov gets it to him, and he beats Jake Allen. That goal was set up on a beautiful pass from Yaki Haru in the defensive end. Just straight to Anisimov. Anisimov feathered the pass to Patrick Kane, who gets his 11th goal of the year. 
16 minutes, 59 seconds in. We've got a game again at 4-3. to three. Chicago did outshoot the Blues in that second period, 9-6. to six. So the Blues getting two goals on six shots was pretty damn good. Going into the third period, one of these teams needed to continue to take control of it, and the Blues just dominated in the third period and put the pressure on. Schwartz to the line, shot by Petrangelo, rebound, they score! Shen gets the rebound, and the Blues take a 5-3 to three lead. Tarasenko was there as well, Darren, he sorry. He sure was, diving down there, searching for that loose puck after Alex Petrangelo does a nice job of just snapping that towards the net. Didn't wait, didn't hesitate, didn't dust it off after Schwartz did a wonderful job of surrounding the Blackhawk player on the right boards. And Tarasenko's there on the backhand, and then now on the forehand as he dives there. Good second effort by Vladdy Tarasenko. A huge second effort by Tarasenko. I would say by far, not just because of his two goals in this game so far, but because of the way he worked in the game last night against the Blackhawks. He was all over the ice, and I've not seen that from him this year so far. And the Blues needed it badly from him in this type of game. Tarasenko gets his second goal of the night and his fifth of the year. Petrangelo gets his second assist. Schwartz gets his third assist. But Shin also worked very hard on that goal. 15 minutes, 40 seconds in, the Blues are up 5-3. to three. With just a little over two minutes left, the Blackhawks would pull Crawford, but it wouldn't do them any good. Petrangelo gets a long, empty net goal to put the Blues up 6-3. to three. Blues win the draw, and Petrangelo for the empty net, and he scores! As the captain puts the icing on the cake. Great face-off win by Shen. When you have that strength up the middle of the ice, you can be in any position. Face-off win goes over to Bowmeister. Bowmeister behind the net, and in one quick motion, Alex Petrangelo, the captain, fires that. Blues add to their lead, make it a three-goal lead on that empty net goal by Petrangelo's first of the year. Bowmeister gets his second assist. Shane gets his fifth assist. 18 minutes, two seconds in. You were thinking this might be the end. As they said, this was the icing on the Blues win for the night, but it actually wasn't. It was more like a crumb coat because just a minute and 42 seconds later, the Blues would be on a power play and Alex Steen would get a one-timer, just a beautiful goal to end the night with a big Blues 7-3 victory. Back to Shen in the circle. Steen shoots, he scores! And it's 7-3! I love that Alexander Steen never even put up, put up his arm in celebration. It's a shellacking on the goal sheet, and he just calmly, the cool veteran that he is, scores the goal, puts his arms to his side, no high fives down the bench, just goes to the bench for a chance. Most definitely was the icing on the cake. Beautiful one-timer from Alex Steen. And I'd like to see the Blues do that more. A lot of times they get these passes, they stop the puck, they skate around. Let's get some more one-timers. Let's get the puck off of our sticks quickly so the goalies don't have time to react. And that's exactly what happened with this goal. That goal was the power play goal, Steen's fourth of the year. Shin gets his sixth assist, but Trangelo gets his third assist. 19 minutes, 44 seconds in, and the Blues win 7-3. to three. So nice to see this type of a performance from this team. Shots on goal. The Blues outshot the Blackhawks 37 to 24. The Blues again win the faceoff battle 57 to 43%. You couldn't say that a lot last year. In fact, I think it was very rarely that we said the Blues won a faceoff battle. Power plays, the Blues were two for five. The Blackhawks only had one and were 0 for one. Penalty minutes, Chicago had 15. The Blues had seven. Hits, pretty even 15 for the Blues, 12 for the Blackhawks. Blocks, 
The Blues dominated by helping Jake Allen out by blocking shots 19-7. to Giveaways to Blackhawks had 10. The Blues had 4. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews where, of course, we're going to hear from Ryan O'Reilly, who had that quick goal at the beginning of the game, Tarasenko, who had two goals, Sanford, who had a big night, and, of course, Coach Mike on what is hopefully the beginning of a turnaround for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, you know, it's nice. I think we played a much more complete game. And, you know, I think when they gained momentum, we, we didn't break. You know, we stuck with it. And, and you know, obviously they're trying to score too. And, you know, we weathered their storm. And, you know, we just stuck together tonight. And it was nice to see. And I thought, you know, we played a more complete game. That's for sure. Brian, what have you seen out of Zach Sanford in this small sample size you've had? He's been, been incredible. Obviously getting to play with him, uh, you know, helped me create a lot. Like, you know, just big plays right off the bat, and I think huge plays that you know give us the spark we need to, to feel confident. And he's been a huge piece for, you know, especially tonight for winning this game. He's been he's been a massive piece. I mean, this is really emotional for us. You know, everyone understands this, uh, how important the game was. But the most important thing right now, don't think it's over. You know, it's uh, not the end of the season. So now we have a lot of stuff to build and uh, build on. And you know, it's on us again. Like I told you two days ago, a guys are gonna put 100% out there and. No, we need a win like this. You know, when it's no, no panic in the end. And uh, you know, I think all team playing great. But uh, I really want to mention uh, Zach Sanford, the way he plays, because uh, you know this tough injury what he used to have last year. This impress all of us and you know give us a lot of, a uh, lot of emotion. See what kind of stuff he's doing on the ice. And you know, it's a really big thing for him. I'm sure too. And Zach, could you imagine making this kind of an impact this quickly after getting called up? Um. You know, I didn't know exactly how it would go. I think I came in and tried to play with confidence. And, um, you know, I got a great opportunity. And um, I think I've uh, done a pretty good job of taking advantage of it for now. And, um, you know, my line mates have been great help. And, you know, the whole team as well. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I can keep playing this way. How much does it help to finally be healthy for an extended stretch here at the NHL level? Yeah, it's definitely nice. I mean, last year was pretty tough being out. And, um, you know, I think... uh, the older guys also helped with that a lot, you know, give me the motivation and, you know, keep me focused there on how to get back. And, um, you know, coming back in this year, I felt great and uh, I still feel really good. So, um, you know, I'm happy about that. You're playing so well. Is this a thing where you don't even want to overthink it? You just want to just keep going out there and playing? Yeah, I think our whole team as well. I think we're just trying to trying to keep it simple. You know, we're, we're a better team when we're simple and hard and getting pucks in and getting on the forecheck. And, um, you know, I've, I think I've tried to pay pretty close attention to that myself and, um, you know, we've, when we do that, we've been uh, pretty successful. Well, I think the players really responded today. <clears throat> you know what? There is, we're still in the process of, uh, of building our game, and so I don't think we can play one game and just say, okay, now we're there. Um, I would expect that we probably have a couple other, you know, peaks and valleys uh, in, the next, in the next few weeks, but we're getting closer. I still, I still believe that, so... Um, we've got a much better idea of what our game looks like. Um, you know, we've got more guys playing it more consistently, and so we have to stay on that. Well, this is what he. This is what he. I'm not surprised. I mean, I. You know, maybe point wise. You know, obviously things are going in, and that's what all players need to remember. I think it's all of our players need to remember that it's tough because obviously every player wants to score goals that's that's the goal when you're out there um but you know when you play the game the right way and you do it shift after shift you know sometimes things go your way and sometimes they don't if you keep doing things then over the course of time things 
things level out and and your skill level will will give you what you what you deserve if you as long as you keep staying with it you know i, I think that uh you know shen's line was a good example of that tonight you know i thought that there were some really big moments in the game uh in the second period you look at a couple of the block shots that they had d zone coverage You're doing the right things there um it allows you to move the game along and it allows you to to have the chance to score that big goal in the third period Third, really good third period. It looked like your kind of offensive mindset. Did you talk about that? Was that emphasis? Well, no. We just want to stay aggressive, and and again, it's uh, you know de- aggressive defensively, aggressive offensively. We just don't want to change our game. We talked a lot about it. I think we've been pressing for wins, and with that, um, you know, it's it's kind of human nature that that mentally you sort of get scared to lose if things aren't going by. We just kept on talking about the next shift, next play. Making sure you're going out there and just focused on doing things the right way, and uh, and guys did that. Uh, first time this season, no goals in the third period. Is that something you talked about between periods? Yeah, we said let's not allow a lot of goals in the third period, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I think that what we said is is, and this is what we've been guilty of. Again, the, the intentions are there. Guys want to win, but sometimes when you're thinking of the result. Um, you know, you can start thinking of the bad things that can happen, and then you start to freeze up. If you play not to get beat, um, probably going to. And so, you know, there's times where you have to defend, but but you defend aggressively. And, um, you know, it's your D zone coverage in that situation versus their offensive zone play. I thought we were really good. I thought we were outstanding tonight. We were moving our feet. We were pressuring. Um, there's times where you got to make reads, and you got to kind of sink in and protect the middle a little bit more. But... We always want to have pressure, and when we do that, we're a lot tougher to play against. My points aside, what were you looking to get Well, I mean, we need them to create offense for sure. Uh, David was off to a good start, and he's a guy that that finds a way to create offense regardless of who he's playing with. And and obviously, O'Reilly is a guy that can help create offense. Um, but it's also three players that I trust. And so you look at tonight, and that's a pretty tough matchup that they're getting, uh, shift after shift. And, and you know, some nights you're going to be plus three. Some nights you might be even. But uh, you win your matchup, and, or at least tie it, then we've got a good chance to win with our group. Uh, no, not, not right now. We'll just get uh, – we'll wait to – we have a, a chance for him to obviously uh, get reevaluated, and then we'll, we'll, re-evalu- we'll, we'll give you guys more information. Huge save, massive save. Yeah, Um, that was obviously a key moment in the game. So he gets the save, and then uh, huge for Johnny to come in. And and I thought that uh, he came in, he looked calm tonight. Uh, Not an easy situation, but he did a good job for us. Just getting Thursday game, Johnson did that help. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what? It's. I wasn't judging him based on the Thursday game. This is a tough situation for him to come into the game based on, number one, coming into the game like that. But two, probably more importantly, he hasn't played much. Um, So I played one game up to that point. But I think him getting those minutes, even though it was tough minutes and not a great result, uh, I think that was big for him uh, to help him for tonight. Last year, Dallas, Jake got uh, shook up, and you brought back in a kind of second-guess yourself. Did that enter your head at all? No, no, no. We just uh, that, that didn't have anything to do with tonight. What does it say about Vladimir Tarasenko to back up some rather pointed comments after Thursday's game with a pair of clutch goals here tonight? Uh, 
It says a lot. I think it says a lot about our, our group, to be honest with you. You know, I, I think that, you know, obviously there's there's going to be doubters and there's going to be negativity, whatever the case is. We we understand that. I probably deserve it. Um, but I also, you know, we can't get caught up in that stuff. We've talked a lot about the answers in our room, whether whether we're talking about our leadership group, whether we're talking about the the group as a whole, um, we still have a lot of belief in there. And so we just have to find uh, a way to keep building our game, keep building that confidence, keep building that swagger uh, that comes from doing the things, the right things night after night, shift after shift, and and uh, we keep getting closer. Well, I know I answered questions about this uh, before last game and, and, you know, how he needs to score more goals from different areas and I think he understands that and he's he's buying into that you know he scored one from below the goal line uh you know last game and then tonight he he gets one obviously from an area that that we all know that he's very dangerous from um great net front on that goal and then he scores another one from in front of the net so that's uh that's that's important and he's gonna continue to have success if he continues to do those things how, how hard is it to keep the outside stuff Away or well, you know what? That's that's our job. You know, it's uh, whether it's me, whether it's the players. There's always opportunities for whether it's in game, whether it's between games. There's always opportunity to point fingers. There's always opportunities to make excuses. Um, you know, to find to 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 maybe hope for a different solution or. But when you get really good, is when you start to dig deep, and when you look in the mirror. And that's when you get really good because then nothing's going to beat you. And so that's what we're trying to work on here. Huge win for the Blues. Now can they back it up with a couple more wins? This is what we need to see from this team. Sanford had a good night. And I have to say, I've been getting a lot of emails from people saying I'm bashing Sanford. Uh, when I bring up Sanford, I was bringing it up over Robert Thomas. I was just saying Robert Thomas needs an opportunity like Zach Sanford's getting. That's all I was saying. Nothing against Zach Sanford at all. And it's nice to see him have the success that he's had in these recent games. It's just nice to see a young player have success in the NHL. I thought that Braden Shin had a good game as usual, but the guy I think stepped up big time was Tarasenko. As I said earlier, Tarasenko needs these type of games. If he wants to be the 50-goal scorer that he keeps telling people that he is, he needs multi-goal games. He needs to play consistently. He needs to be in every single play giving max effort. And until the game last night against the Blackhawks, I don't think we'd seen that at all this year from him. He had spurts where he played well, but he wasn't consistent. Last night in the game, and I may have missed something, I didn't see him take a shift off. And in other games, I've seen that. But we need more games like that from Tarasenko because we know what we're going to get from other guys. This was a team effort. I thought the team as a whole played very, very well. Now it's time to continue it, put the pressure on. They've got a big game against the Golden Knights coming up next at home. Let's get a few wins in a row. Let's get some confidence under our belt. This game's the beginning of something that I hope will give the Blues some success. If they play like they did last night against the Blackhawks, most nights they're going to win games. Or at the least, they're going to be in games. And I think that's what most fans just want. Most fans want this team to play hard, to be in games, to not give up, 
to show effort, and last night they definitely did that. Did they have mistakes? Yeah. But they cut down on mistakes, and when they made a mistake, they didn't let it get them down. When Chicago made it 4-3, to three, if the Blues would have played like they did in other games this year, they would have folded. But they didn't. They came out in the third period and just dominated the Blackhawks big time. They need more periods like that. When teams give them a little push, they need to push back. And they definitely did in this game. Now, the Golden Knights are not as good of a team as they were last year in my mind. They, they just aren't. They don't have the depth they had last year. But the Blues will still need a good effort to beat a good team at home. We all know Jake Allen left the game after the injury. Chad Johnson replaced him and played a very good third period. I have not gotten any updates on Jake Allen's status so far. Last I heard, he was doing okay. They were going to evaluate him, and they just weren't sure what type of injury it was. But they did go ahead and call up Ville Huso from San Antonio. So I'm thinking they at least think Jake's going to be out a game or two. We just have yet to see. Also, they recalled Robbie Fabry, which is nice to see. Carl Gunnarsson and Sashnikov were also recalled from their conditioning assignments. This is going to really muddy things up on this lineup. To have Fabry back and Sashnikov, they're going to have to figure out which guys they're going to play. And I don't know if they're going to rotate in and out. Is it going to take playing time away from Sanford? Is it going to take playing time away from Thomas? Is it going to take playing time away from other youngsters? I just don't know yet. We're going to have to wait and see. But it is definitely nice to see Robbie Fabry back. I'm just hoping that all you Blues fans out there don't expect Robbie Fabry to be immediately the same player he was. He's missed too much time. In fact, I don't expect him to come back and be the same player he was even when he is 100% healthy with these two knee injuries. I keep getting emails from people saying, a lot of players have come back from two knee injuries and they've just been playing great. No, that doesn't happen too often with knee injuries this close together and the same knee. I do wish the guy the best, but I want Blues fans to be tempered in their expectations for him. Could he come back and be just as good a player? It's possible. But I'm going to tell you something right now. No matter how he comes back and no matter how he plays, his knee's going to swell up after every game. It's going to. And if anybody tells you it's not, they're lying. This type of injury, he's going to have issues for the rest of his career. It just depends on how he pushes through those issues. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. It's nice to do a podcast where the Blues played very, very well. Not happened much this year. Let's hope it continues. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy. Nice to see Robbie Fabry back, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance to Scott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.